Poverty Light. And I'm Rick Rupenthal. Welcome to An Honest Look. Where we look at transformation from the inside out. Unplugged. Unscripted. And in the moment. Up here. There we go. Open air. So, um, yeah, your site says it didn't wait a moment and then try again. So there's something, something's happening with your your page. We're live. Oh, yes, we're. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about, by the way. So when we set up the show, we had Mm -hmm. set it up for three sites to broadcast. One was your. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That one's not happening right now. That's okay. Okay. So hello, everyone. Oh, yes. Good morning. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever, whatever time zone you, you happen to be in. Uh, here we are. Live. Live. So how was your week, Rick? Um, in, I was going to say interesting, and I'm trying to reflect on, because we were talking, just before we got on, we were talking about um, um, getting things done. Mm-hmm. which would actually be a, an interesting topic in the future um <laughs> and how we tend to focus on what we haven't accomplished and we should be focusing more on what we have accomplished and when i reflect back on on our little discussion there's sort of like yeah there was a lot going on um there was a lot of family time which was i really enjoy um we had our our little community has um uh, what they call their, the town is called Ladysmith and they have a, a Ladysmith days. And so there was lots of activities and things like that. And the highlight is the outdoor concert and fireworks at night. And of course, it's right on the waterfront. It's in a harbor, you know, so fireworks over the water is just spectacular. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You get that too. Yeah. We do have a river. Yes, yes, you have a very have famous a, river. We have, a, we have a few rivers. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. And you're, you're pretty amazing. close to the waterfront too, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is really beautiful to see those fireworks on the on the water. Yeah, so it, uh, yeah, no, it, was, it went by fast, incredibly fast. Um, what about yourself? How, how, was, how was your week? Full of Full. stuff. Full of stuff. <laughs> Full of stuff. Um, yeah, just work, things falling into place. Um, yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah. You know. I um, am going to, this thing's going to come up all the time. So I'm going to remove the one broadcast from the from your public website. So I think I know what happened. I just got a warning. I guess I was the one that was supposed to, to go live on that. Oh. We'll figure out this tech stuff. I just set it to go live. It's so weird. Yeah. So be partial. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, anyway, I'm feeling pretty excited about today's topic. I feel like it's such a, um, such an important topic. Oh, yes. (laughs) I would say it should be, it should be taught in school, right? You know what? You're absolutely correct. Like, it's, yeah. there is nothing. I mean, we, I mean, there's one form of communication, which is writing, right? I mean, that part. But yeah, I mean, effective communication, you know, you, you don't really get a kind of formal training in that. We don't. And, no. and it's communication is basically the way that we interact with anyone and everyone in our lives right well always i mean whether we are uh and i forget what the stats were i think it's something like five percent of it is actually the words that we say and the rest of it is like there's body language there's the tone of our voice all the all the other components that go um that are involved with communication and of course email drives me well text now is the is the i would say almost the number one right and how can you tell if 
Can you read emotions in a text? No, in fact, I think text messages <laughs> are probably the worst way to get your point across, have an argument, you know, debate something, make your point. It really, I think, I think text messages have been taken beyond what they're meant to, to do, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's just so much faster and email has been so overused that like yeah. I personally feel overwhelmed from email. Like I, I literally like, it's just too much, too many emails every day. There's too much information oh. that comes through my emails. And so I really like, I have to carve time for it, but I, I really can't get through all of it. Oh. It's just too I much. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, just text me. If you really, really need me, text me, right? But, or you phone know, me, phone me. Or call, I mean, that's that's yeah. actually gone away a long time ago, right? No one wants to talk on the phone anymore. <laughs> Well, darn it. It's, it's you know, and, and I do think that sometimes a conversation over the phone is a lot more effective than going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth via email. But it's almost like we're afraid of picking up the phone and having the conver like a conversation one on one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, the text messaging should really be limited to, you know, essential information being sent back and forth, but it's being used for all sorts of things. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I've had plenty of debates <laughs> over yeah. text message and, and there's no way to know how the person meant it, what the person's doing. I mean, sometimes I'm like literally doing three or four things at the same time and like I send that quick text and then there's autocorrect that gets in the mix. It complicates things, right? And then you're, you read it back after a while, it's like, oh no, that's not really what I meant. You know, oh, like, yeah, that was autocorrect, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, I wouldn't say that that's really um, the topic of our conversation today, but that is a way that we communicate, well, right? That is, is a way that we communicate. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be effective, you have to be aware of, you know, um, certain things. And I think, like, like one of my, one of my pet peeves around texting um, because it's so prevalent now is that, you know, there's a, for me, there's an expectation that when somebody texts me, they're going to stay there and listen to my response. Mm, yeah, so, so, so I'll get a text, which is a question. And I'm, and I like to be very responsive. Like, and I, and that may be a boundary I need to look at. <laughs> okay. yeah. how, how responsive, uh, should I be or, or, or need to be right. Um, so, but I'd like to be responsive and, and people have actually made comments. Wow. You're always, you know, responsive. And I said, well, if I've got the moment, right, it's a short text, right? Boom. Um, but then it's like, um, birds singing in the background, like, okay, so I just texted you <laughs> now, now I'm like, I'm waiting now. You know, it's like, I, I can be, I can totally be guilty of that because I may be texting and then I got my kids coming around wanting something. And then now I forgot all about that text message. And then 10 minutes later, I'm like, wait, I was in the middle of a conversation. Of, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's the thing when you're text messaging someone, you don't know what they're doing. Right. No. And sometimes we make meaning of that. Right. Oh, well, the person didn't respond to me, you know, well, and like, that's, that's the funny thing about like when you're talking about communication again, right. In the absence of any information, that other party is going to make it up, right? So yeah, yeah. We're, we're always making up stories. So it's sort of like, mm -hmm. okay, did they drive off this side of the road? Are they just <laughs> are they just mad at me now and not talking to me? <laughs> right? All these different things. Or eventually you gather enough information about the person you're texting with and you realize. Yeah. You know that person is just a slow texter, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> like that person may be responsive and engaging for a little while, and then they drop out until the next day. You know, I do have friends that are like that. I know I text them, I may receive a response the next day, right? Yeah. Unless it's something that needs an immediate response. Yeah. Uh, but you know, overall, effective communication is getting your point across in a way that's being received in the way you mean it, right? And we purpose, right? Yes. And that's, that's like, you know, aside from the text conversation, like in a regular conversation with anyone, whether it is a work or with a loved one or with, with a friend or with your children, right? 
there's so much that gets lost in the way we interpret, the way we filter things through our own filter, right? Our own filter, um, yeah. Our own filter. And one way that I really realized how much of that I was doing was a few years ago when I started seeing a couples therapist with my, my husband. Mm -hmm. And one exercise that she had us do was, okay, from here on, when you guys communicate and talk, you're going to sit down and it's going to feel a little bit funny, but you're going to sit down. The person that needs to say something will say what she or he has to say. And then the other person has to be completely silent and then repeat back what they, what, you know, if, so if he, he was talking to me, I would have to be silent and repeat back what I heard him say. Right. right? right. So in this part of me repeating back what I heard him say, it was always like, no, 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 wait, that's not exactly what I said, right? So then he would repeat what he said, right? And then I would have to repeat again if I understood it the way he meant it. Right. And it was a really good way for us to realize that there was so much that we were misinterpreting about each other's, uh, you know, what, what the other person was saying in the conversation, that that was part of the problem, right? Yeah. That was a very big part of how a lot of the you know, like uh, resentment or anger or like, you know, misinterpretation was happening, right? Like he was seeing things in a way and I was like, no, that's not how I meant it. And I think that's very true for all of us, right? Unless you're super intentional about it, unless you're very, very aware um, that there's a tendency for that to happen, right? Now in coaching, we do that through reflecting back. Right. When someone shares with us their challenge or what they're going through or a story, uh -huh. we always reflect back because it serves a couple of different purposes. Right. One of them is to check in with the person to make sure that we're getting the story right. Yes. And the reason is exactly that. Right. Yeah. To just make sure that I'm not filtering what you're saying through my own filter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's always a really good way to start a conversation, um, make sure that you're understanding what a person is saying, right? And make sure that they understand that you understood, right? And in the same, it should be reciprocal, right? It should be reciprocal when, when the other person then hears you respond back. I mean, yes, it's not gonna be as quick as like having a come. At first it's gonna feel forced, right? At first it's gonna feel like not natural. Well, yeah, because I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't necessarily, we don't tend to do that in everyday conversations, right? You know, like yeah. if if your if your spouse says, you know, let's let's watch Jeopardy tonight. Um, can I can I just get some clarification on that? Did I mm -hmm. hear you properly? You know, do you want to watch Jeopardy tonight? We don't do that, right? Mm, no, nah, <laughs> you know? we don't. We don't practice that. I mean, but there, I mean, you you come up with a, a really good point about the importance of listening in communication right because there's there's different levels of communication there's there's uh, communicate or listening um to understand right there's listening to yeah but in other words you're looking to respond to what you're hearing so in other words almost like in a debate situation right so we've we got to be really really careful who we are in the moment when we're listening. And I think um, we talk about our filters. When I, um, when I was teaching effective communication, we talked about preferences mm -hmm. and, being, and being prisoners to our preferences because we all have a habitual way of how we like to be communicated to. Mm -hmm. Some people like um, to be very you know, direct. They like people that are direct. They don't like wishy-washy speaking or they don't want to know about your weekend or how things were, right? <laughs> let's just let's just get to the point here, right? Right? You know, and I'm not, I'm not saying present company is, I mean, we had this conversation in the beginning, but, mm -hmm. but, um, and then there are people like, like want that time. They want to be heard in a way, right? So if I'm stuck on my preference of, come on, let's get it done. I can't waste time here they're going to speak to me in their preference way mm -hmm. right 
so a lot of it a lot for me um when i was doing those workshops was to point out to people what their preferences were so the more they understood what their preferences were they could see the other preferences in others and mm-hmm. then they could adapt themselves to 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 the other person right so it wasn't it wasn't about expecting people to talk to me in a way i wanted to be talked to it was me adjusting my communication because i would if i wanted to be effective um you know that was important right and i i remember a couple of uh you know examples in some really crucial areas well in um when i was a, a paramedic supervisor was um um there was one person kept coming back to me who had to engage with another person and was getting very frustrated that he wasn't getting his communications out like he said this guy's not understanding me and i said well what's he doing he says all he does is ask questions <laughs> <laughs> well maybe just maybe you're not giving enough details <laughs> right you know it's like if it's bing bang boom right well this guy needs to know what's in between bing bang boom before he can make a proper decision because that's his preference right mm-hmm. so you too could just you know it's like get frustrated or understand that this person needs more details and i do this in sales training too where you know i have a client that's in sales and we've been talking about how to interact with 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 people that are buying things in your product is to really listen to what their preferences are for for information how do how do they make decisions do they need details do they like pictures are they right to the point right or do they like to discuss and collaborate, right? So it's it's, it's so, really seeing that as a one. So you're making a couple of really, 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 really good points, right? Because oh, I think <laughs> no, because I think when we think of communication, we immediately think about how we're gonna say something. But the first the first part of communication is listening, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do we know how to listen? And I realized when I became a coach that I didn't know how to listen. And when you don't know how to listen, what happens is you're half listening and half formulating what you're gonna respond. Half formulating, making a judgment on what the person is saying, right? So as your brain is formulating a response or like trying to hold on to that thought or like perhaps even interrupting the other person, you're not really being present or listening to to what the person is truly saying, right? Another thing that happens when you force yourself to keep that silence and really listen to the person is that now you're opening yourself up to other parts of the communication that may not be verbal, right? Mm -hmm. Because in sitting in silence and listening to what the person is saying, now you're noticing more things like body language, right? The energy that, you know, that the conversation has, right? Connecting with the person, with what the person is truly saying. Right. So I think that's actually a very key part that we don't necessarily make a connection to when we think about effective communication. That yes, you really need to be not only learn how to listen, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. to hold your judgment of what's being said. Right. And the other thing that we do, like in the example that you gave, is we just think that people are mind readers, right? So we just assume, right? We just assume that people understand our point of view or assume that people get us, you know, yeah, that they get have- Get us is an important one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. And it's like, no, they don't, right? Like, so so we, la- we leave out details, right? I don't know if it's out of wanting to get that across quicker or what it is, but like we leave out details, right? It's We're not very thorough. Yeah, no, we're not very perfect. thorough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so that's the other part, right? We're not. And then there are the parts that we don't communicate because guess what? We're afraid of what the person may think. We don't, don't know how to get that across. Yeah. We don't want to be judged. We yeah. don't want to, you know, make the other person angry. Right. Right. Yes. right. So so there's discomfort in communicating what we want to communicate. Yeah. Right. 
And, and so that's, that creates misunderstandings, creates like holes in the story, creates like a, a lack of communication, frankly, like, right? Like partial communication that's being done that now the person understands it in a completely different way than it is, yeah. right? Because you're not giving all the details. So that's some part of it, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And um, and what you're pointing towards is is the way our preferences get in the way, right? So so if you're and this is you know if you're ever study enneagrams or uh, personal profiling, the um, the introverted feeler or the extroverted feeler, right? There, it's all about you know their feelings kind of a thing right so the introverted mm -hmm. feeler doesn't like conflict so will not be bold and direct to mm -hmm. somebody that wants to be be heard by bold and direct right mm -hmm. and that other so it's on the opposite side of the wheel so any frictions like carl jung says any frictions are going to come from the opposite your opposite type right mm -hmm. so if i like if, if i like you know to warm up a conversation and and sort of like you know, it's like, how was your weekend? Or let me tell you about my weekend and what I did, you know, kind of a thing. And then get to the con to the real point, right? If I'm speaking to a peer that, look, just, I want to get to the point. Well, he's not going to be listening because all he's hearing is la, 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 right? He's, yeah. he's not hearing any of the, any, anything important, right? And it's the same with the other, other side. We could, you know, so any overused strength, can be a weakness and that's why it's important to really know what preferences you have for communication mm -hmm. because there are people out there that do like details and they will okay this is just a judgment one they will almost bore you to death with details <laughs> it's, like, it's like okay you know like you know and and especially in sales like you know there are people that want the details they want to know how many ga uh, miles per gallon it takes and all these other kind of stuff right that, that's great there are some that don't i just want to know mm -hmm. what it feels like to sit in the steering wheel I, it's so they're mm -hmm. very more picture oriented uh, feeling uh, oriented yeah yeah that's yeah. right yeah i mean the other the other thing about communication that i this is the part that i think really should be taught in school is how to communicate effectively mm -hmm. right yeah. now you're having a conversation let's say that yes you're you have decided you're gonna say this thing and let's say that it's a little bit of a you know conflict too what do we do we are in the convincing game we're in the blaming game we're in the accusing game right yeah. And what we do is like, we start saying, you did this, you did that because of you this, right? And, and with that, I don't wanna say that you never have a point to go and have a conversation with someone, but if the aim is to resolve a conflict, the moment that you're pointing the finger, the moment that you're blaming and accusing and like coming across like that, you know, strongly like that, what the other party does is this. <laughs> right shuts off oh yeah right yeah. so now they're no longer actually having a conversation with you now they're rehearsing in their heads how to defend themselves how to respond to you pointing the finger Absolutely. right Absolutely. so you can get the same exact points across without pointing any fingers right you can get the same exact concept across without doing that how do you do that by just talking about what you know talking about you right? Yeah. I feel this way when, you know, when I, I'm being yelled at, right? Hey, Rick, when I'm being yelled at, it really, really triggers me. It's something that does not allow me to listen or have a, you know, have an effective conversation yeah. with you. Yeah. Rick, you're yelling at me and you're making me not even listen to you. I mean, it's completely different right? Like it comes across completely different because okay. I am taking responsibility for the way I feel. How you're experiencing it. Right? But I'm still telling you, I don't freaking like it when you yell at me, right? Yeah. I'm just not saying it in a blamey accusatory way. Yeah. So the person is now actually hearing what I'm saying. Now the person can kind of enter into my world a little bit, right? Get a little glimpse of my point of view. Because that's, that's always a factor, right? It's like 
point of view against point of view. We have different points of view, different maps of the world, and we are oh, yeah. expecting to that the other person is going to see it exactly the way we do. Just like that. We don't. Yes. Yeah. Right. But no. all that we can do is to give the other person a glimpse into our world or how it feels for us. Guess what? When I talk to you about how I feel, there's no way you can debate how I feel. It's how I feel. Right. But when I say to you, you're always yelling at me. Right. You can say, no, that's not true. I don't feel that I always yell at you. Right. <laughs> and because then we you don't listen because <laughs> you don't listen. Exactly. Then your comeback is finding something that I did that caused you to do this. Right. So we're both victims and, you know, in a game of defending ourselves. Right. Well, we have our shields up. Two egos arguing. Yes, right? absolutely. And if absolutely. you want to have a soul to soul conversation, you have to drop the egos, right? If you really truly want to understand the other person, then you have to drop the egos. You can't you can't do that, um, like you said, right? So it it does become right. So it, right away it's sort of like, oh, well that wasn't my intention, you know. So so it's more, and then all of a sudden now I'm reflecting back, right? So my defenses are up. Now there's another thing that comes into mind as is judgment so it's seeking understanding without judgment mm -hmm. right? because uh, it's so easy like even even just your little little art where you were play acting by the way if anybody <laughs> that. um but rick never yells at me just <laughs> fyi everyone he's not a screamer if anything it would be me yelling <laughs> <laughs> the italian I've, I've, I've never yelled at rick either no no <laughs> <laughs> but but it's sort of like you know like when you you know say well i feel like right so so when somebody does that right there is a little bit of ego that still lingers there that wants to judge that too mm -hmm. you have to be aware of that and let that go right well you're too sensitive right again pointing back towards the, the other individual so when you hear it just notice it right you don't have to act or speak on every thought that comes in your head. Fine, you know, have have the thought, right? So judgment is really important in in taking it away from any meaningful conversation. Mm -hmm. But also, when you you know, when you say like, when I'm being yelled at, it, it, I, I close off. Let's say, right? Yeah. I'm not saying when I'm being yelled at by you. I'm saying when I'm being yelled at in general, right? Yeah, yeah. So that removes even more pressure, right? It's like that is something in general that really triggers me. That is something in general that makes me makes really makes me really uncomfortable, right? Well, it's it's part of a preference, right? So again, going uh, sort of looking at the behavioral, um, right? These are our preferences are 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 taught to us, like we we learn them as we grow up we this is how we feel that we need to identify with the world how we need to interact with the world right so when you when you have an introverted feeler who when anytime they hear loud speaking the first thing that they think of is it's an argument right so yeah. again that's my filter right mm -hmm. it may not even be right mm -hmm. it just could be a loud talker Right. And there are yeah. a lot of talkers out there. Right. There, yeah. You know, and then there's the whisperer. <laughs> I mean, that that actually reminds me of some of the greatest misunderstandings that I used to have with my ex. It's like, you were yelling at me. I'm like, no, I was not. <laughs> just being, making a point, being passionate about it. That's just but, how I am. Right. And, and like, that's the filter. That's we the had filter, right? we had a different threshold of yeah. what yelling was. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. anything to him in my, the way I perceived it, any, anything that I said was yelling, right? <laughs> and he perceived me as yelling at him anything that I said. And like, yeah. that was not at all my intention, right? Yeah. And not at all the way others perceived it, but you know, that was his, the way he perceived it. So yeah. we also have a different threshold for things, right? hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and again, this is all about understanding right what's going on right yeah if you use that only as a tool like 
like there's nothing wrong with us this, this is how we kind of work right the more you're in tune with that you can you can check in on yourself right because if all of a sudden like you said if somebody's yelling at you or the perception is that they're yelling at you mm -hmm. right and you're starting to feel uncomfortable about that check in with yourself is it true that there are that they are angry is it true right mm -hmm. and because it could be just your perception it could be your preferences clouding the clarity of what's really going on um yeah there are some people that are really overexcited and in, in various other things right um but it's if there's anything that's ever going to go wrong it really comes down to the number one is communication absolutely right how, how many times have you heard um they don't listen to me mm -hmm. or i can't seem to get my my point across mm -hmm. um you know all these different things right it all points to you know or the lack of right i got no communication what do you yeah. mean you got no communication there was 10 emails <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're, we're we're filtering things through our own filter at all times. I mean, that's yeah. that's absolutely true, a hundred percent of the time. Right? Oh, yeah. and, and the, other, <laughs> the other thing that I think is really important to understand is when to communicate, especially if you have feelings about it, right? Especially if you're like angry or oh. you know triggered Ooh. or right. It's picking the right time in the right setting, right? Because sometimes we feel angry and want to just immediately go and like, you know, head on and confront the person and let it out and solve it, right? And that's exactly what we're doing. We're in survival. We're like, we're in that like defensive mode that is only going to create the same exact thing on the other side, right? Absolutely. Because energy responds to equal energy. Right. And, and the setting is important, too. Is this the right and appropriate time or place to have this conversation? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So if you have really strong feelings about it and you feel particularly charged by something, chances are this is not a really good time to go have that conversation. Right. Calm down first. Let it process. Simmer in it for a minute, you know, like yeah, have the conversation with the empty chair. I, I swear I'm going to bring my empty chair one of these days over you here. You bring your empty chair. <laughs> <laughs> have the conversation with the empty chair. Rehearse the conversation. Give it a give it a few hours. Give it a day or two. That is very subjective how long you need. Oh, yeah. But don't do it when you're charged. Just yeah. don't. Well, it's I mean, not going to be constructive. Well, I mean, okay, so I'm assuming that people that are watching our show have been around, have lived a few days, right? And, <laughs> and, and have interacted with a few people, right? So yeah. I am I am almost certain that we all have examples in our life when we have been in a low mood or crappy mood or whatever kind of mood, but a low mood, right? Because um, in a happy mood, we never seem to have problems with communication. Like we just go with the flow. But when we're in a in a low state, angry state, whatever state it is, how many good conversations have you actually had? How many good decisions have you actually made? Right. So there's something to do with understanding where you are in the feelings. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and you're absolutely correct. When you are supercharged, that is never a good time to to because all you're doing now is going to you're just going to go straight to the ego anyways. Well, you you are in that you're in that survival mood. So Absolutely. your, your focus is narrowed on the thing that's triggering yeah. you. Yeah. So that's all you see. You yeah. don't see any other possibilities. You don't see the other person's Clarity. perspective, right? Yeah. You're making meaning of anything and everything, and everything leads to the reason why you're angry. Yeah. So there is really no conversation to be had because there's only one conversation, which is your anger that yeah. needs to be released. Yeah. That basically that conversation becomes a way for you to emotionally release. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. how emotional release works, yeah. right? You just let it all out. You just puke it all out. Like say it yeah. however you want it, right? Do it with the empty chair. Don't do it if you're trying to resolve conflict with someone, right? Because it is going to turn into actual conflict, right? It's going well, to be exactly. that back and forth that's not going to take you anywhere. Never, never good consequences have ever come up in my own personal experience, right? Never. You know? and and it took a took a few hard lessons to learn that right you know and oh, now yeah. 
but the more the more you practice like okay this is not a good time right then it's not a good time right sorry i can't talk with you right now right it's like yeah. write we'll it down talk to yeah. the chair record yourself have go a conversation a in the car listen to really loud music and yeah. move go to the gym right let the anger move out of you so that now you can think about it with a clear head right yes. and have an actual constructive conversation if yeah. if the aim is to resolve conflict or have you know get something out of the conversation if well, it's even, just even about, chances well even chances are that whatever it was that was happening in the moment naturally disappears oftentimes right oftentimes yeah. And, and yes, it is also about going into the conversation and being open, not only to accept that there's a different point of view than yours. Yours yeah. is not the only point of view that there is, right? And also be open to feedback. Be open to feedback. Be open to receive what the other person may be sharing with you, right? Take some ownership and, and really deeply listen to what the person has to say, because the same way that you have feelings about things, the other person does too, right? So really yeah. it's about entering the other person's world, right? Like being an observer in that moment and really trying to connect and have empathy and understanding for a different seek, point of view than yours. Seek first right? to understand, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, again getting back to you know be as neutral as possible right be be um, you know take judgment out of it right because it is their point of view it's not you're you know it's not how you think they should act right and, and, you know and also like go in it with the intention of expressing how this feels for you so not like I'm here to change your mind. I'm here to show you how it is. You know, none of that is going to be re received well, right? I'm just sharing how this feels. And oftentimes just sharing it in a way that is the other person is able to receive it. So non-accusatory way, the point is made, right? The, the mind can, is changed, right? When the other person sees and hears how this feels for you or how uncomfortable you may have been, you don't need to say more than that, right? Well, <clears throat> I was just thinking um, uh, while you were saying that, and I apologize for not totally listening. <laughs> <laughs> modeling, Greg, you got to modeling, modeling. No, but it, but something occurred to me while I you sparked, you know, like in coaching conversations, right? Um, we ask permission, mm -hmm. right? And I thought. You know like what you say is you know like say the argument kind of a thing right and you say well you know when i when i hear this this is how i feel and all this other kind of stuff right you know there's a lot of power in asking permission to speak in a certain way absolutely right? yeah. and i know and i know a lot of times like i'm not a very bold or direct individual right i i i, I speak a lot in metaphors and pictures and and things like that but there's the odd time where I feel I need to be really direct and mm -hmm. just point, right? And knowing that other person, right, who who has a preference of not having people, right? You need permission. So it's sort of like, mm -hmm. can I be direct with you? Can I be, you know, Frank or Rick or Tom, whatever? But or, the, or even even, do you mind if I'm just going to be straightforward? Well, exactly. Right? Yeah. The minute you say that they can they back off in the, in a way of oh okay i don't have to have my defenses up mm -hmm. right i i will give you permission right so there mm -hmm. all of a sudden the conversation just opens right up again right you know so it's a so there's something to be said about having even taking or adopting coach-like conversations right because i mean a lot of this is yeah. how we learn to coach right yeah. we're giving out all our secrets that's how we learn to coach, right? It's deep listening, is not making judgments, right? It's entering yeah. the other person's world, it's reflecting back, right? And like one that we haven't mentioned, but not less important is expectations, right? Mm. Drop all expectations, make agreements instead, right? Mm -hmm. 
don't expect people that are, that, that <laughs> do things or say things the way you expect them to they make an agreement instead. Yeah. Yeah. I would really like it if, you know, we could make a point to talk more often, or I would really love it if every other day you wash the dishes, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and already, if you shift your mind from expectations to agreements, that's going to avoid you a lot of uncomfortable conversations, right? Yeah. It's, it's all a part of communication, right? Because oftentimes, it's really what, what the source of the conflict is that needs to be kind of addressed, right? Mm -hmm. Why are we even having these conversations when we could solve it from the get-go by yeah. making very clear what we expect? This is what I, or what you need. This is what I yeah. need. Is that something that you can do for me? Is that yeah. something that works for you? Instead of, I expect my husband to do this, this, and this, and he never does, as usual, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> he never washes the dishes, or he never walks the dog out, or whatever it is, right? He never picks up the groceries. How about, did you have the conversation? He should know. He should know, right? He doesn't. Truth is, if he doesn't do it, it's because he doesn't think that he needs to, right? So drop all expectations because expectations come from your map of the world. Expectations come from how you perceive things, Absolutely. right? From your own feelings, yeah. from your own way of seeing things. Yeah. So drop expectations, share how you feel and what you would like to see happen or be said or be done and you give the other person the opportunity to to now agree to it or share their point of view right yeah you're right yes. yeah nobody's not a mind reader don <laughs> but you know it's funny we're not we know we're not mind readers but boy can we make up stories right you know about other people right you know, oh like, yeah Constantly. We're constantly Const making meaning. Constantly. Constantly. The, the world revolves around us. Everything that somebody else does has to do with us. They're avoiding us. And no, I was actually almost got into a car accident because I'm trying to text you while I'm driving. Right. <laughs> it, it's like you don't know what the other person is doing in that moment. You don't know, you know, what's going through their heads or, you know, what kind of day they had. Right. Chances are it's not about you. Right. You know, flash news. It's not about yeah, you like oftentimes. You. Right. And if it you. is, then let's talk about it in a way that is constructive versus accusatory. It doesn't take you anywhere. Right. It doesn't take you anywhere. Oftentimes, either the other person is a people pleaser or wants to avoid conflict. So they say, yes, yes, yes. And the situation happens again. Right. Uh, so just really creating to me like the most important part is to create a space a safe space where both people can participate and feel safe in the conversation not being accused or blamed or the yeah. cause of the conflict right so i wanted to i know you had brought up what don wrote here let me see if i can do it um your mom chimes in and says you should not feel that way because so she denies your feelings. I mean, I'm not sure what part of the conversation you posted this, but you know, that's kind of her, that's kind of her, 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 her thing, right? That's how she makes sense of the world. That's how she shows up. That's how she is wired. It's the program that she's running, right? And so I find, and it's really interesting that you, you know, you wrote this because that's something I experienced a lot in my childhood. And it used to be a huge trigger for me, a huge trigger. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really about not trying to get the other person not to do that, but it's about reaffirming for yourself that sense of, uh, you know, that validity right my story is valid my feelings are valid and regardless of her denying it or you know having sympathy or empathy for it right it's it's really about again accepting the fact that you can't really make people do something different than what they do 
but you can respond to it differently, right? And that is hard, right? All of this can be really hard at the beginning. It can feel a little funny too, right? Mm -hmm. I shared at the beginning that, and that's all that you can do, right? Hey, mom, when you deny what I just said, it makes, or like, when I, when I share something and what I shared is being denied, it makes me feel this way, right? So that's all that you can do. She may or may not receive that, right? And then there's work for you to do in terms of not feeling emotionally triggered by that. That's all that you can do, right? There's not much more than that that you could do. But, you know, like knowing how to respond in this way versus saying, as usual, you're denying what I'm saying, you know, or getting mad and triggered, right? So it takes a little bit of rehearsing that, right? Like I shared at the beginning how like the therapist had had us do this exercise and we both felt really funny about it, right? So first of all, if you're in a relationship and you bring on board the other person to do that with you, right? You're in it together. You're working on it or towards the same goal. I realized that even if we were not doing it properly, it kind of removed the pressure of what the argument was, right? Because now we're laughing at each other because we're speaking to each other in a way that wasn't familiar, right? Mm-hmm. But the only way to make that familiar is by doing it, by practicing it, rehearsing it. And then eventually it becomes the way you talk and it will no longer feel funny, right? You will you will like, you know, you will get better at it, right? You will say it in a more fluid way. So really it's about connecting to the other person, seeing their point of view, deeply listening, right? And really rehearsing, expressing your own feelings from just your point of view, from like sticking to your truth and to your own feelings without pointing fingers, right? And that takes a little bit of practice. It takes a little bit of doing it a few times before it becomes how you, how you talk, right? How you communicate. So, and I think the, 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 the one thing out of that kind of conversation that I've learned is not to take it personally because it's, it's not a personal comment. It's, it's a, like you pointed out, it's, it's from her point of view. It's, it's which it's her habitual thinking. It's her unclear program. program. Yeah. It's, it's her, her program. program. Right? Yeah. Right. And it, it and really when you take the pers- the, the uh, uh, stop being personal about it, it's amazing. Then you start to see. Oh, I see that program running in there. I see what's mm-hmm. going on. Just start noticing it in them. Yes. Right. And 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 they're innocently doing that because. You know, maybe there might be you know, exceptions out there, but most of the time people don't understand what they're doing. They don't realize it. Yes. No. And it's, you know, like another way to reframe it is to really see, okay, I get it, right? She's she's just running a program. She's very unconscious about it, right? Mm-hmm. It's It's wrong what she's doing, right? Because it's my reality. She doesn't really have the right to deny it, right? But it can be an opportunity to say, if I'm really triggered, what part of me is being triggered by this, right? What is it that I can look at, right? So you can just express to her, right? When this is done, this is how it makes me feel, right? And then really have empathy for her for not being able to show up any differently, right? If she could show up differently, she would, right? And chances are, if she's doing this and it's a program, the program got installed by modeling because that was done to her, right? Yeah. So... So, um, so one, one of the tools I, I mentioned earlier about Enneagrams and personal profiling. So one of the tools that provides a hint towards the kind of communication preferences you have and what you prefer uh, and how you want to be communicated to um, is doing, a, doing those profiles. And there's lots of them out there. I usually go to um, uh, 16personalities.com. 16 and they have also enagrams and various other things, but in there are um, there are sections about communication, right? Mm-hmm. And they're basically uh, I I break it down to four basic types because that's you know young young had the the introverted extroverted thinker feeler right so you have four quadrants right so the introverted thinker is a very detail oriented person. So they like to have details. They want to know the the what's in between that, right? So when they they like things in writing, mm-hmm. right? So so they want you know give me a list, give me give me my activities, right? So that's the introverted thinker. 
the the ex the opposite the not quite the opposite but on the same uh, side is the extroverted think, think thinker now that's the guy that wants to be direct he wants to just stick to the facts you know and then you know let me decide so they, they're always focused on the results right so they want to they want to know okay what's the bottom line right how much is it going to cost me period mm -hmm. right and so then on the opposite side you have the the feelers right so the so the introverted feeler is is the one that that likes things more relaxed is more collaborative supportive things like that right they're very patient and then the extroverted feeler is is the one that's kind of friendly all the time right is always involved always looking oh there's a group of people over there in that corner of that party i got to see what they're up to right so they're always involved in 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 various things so if if you're communicating with these opposite types particularly the opposite types because that's where the where the frictions come in right so if you got somebody that's all over the place right and likes likes uh friendly banter and and uh word pictures and things like that if i'm a detailed oriented person and, and if i speak in details i'm gonna bore the heck out of that person yeah mm -hmm. right now i know we're, we're gonna be doing another show on labels but if i what we need to understand is just because when you do a test like a behavior test and it comes up well i'm an introverted thinker therefore that's not necessarily true you have a preference for details but that doesn't mean that you can't be more open more friendly more right and so on the other side understanding that the that opposite type can look at it just because you're detailed oriented doesn't mean you're stuffy either or or um, um sometimes they're uh they're snobbish or something they come across that way right so we have to the more you understand yourself and that's why I, I like i like actually to sometimes bring uh, behavioral profiles into into a coaching conversation because it just points to preferences but they only describe you mm -hmm. they don't define you yeah it can also change over time well that's the part like if you yeah. define them yeah. Then you then you're sort of saying, well, I'm stuck. There's nothing I can do about it. This you is created, this is me. Created the program. Don't like me, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But we're not built that way, right? So the more we can we can relax and respond accordingly. Oh, okay. He wants it direct. Okay, here it is. I'm leaving Friday. Right. Yeah, it's about understanding each other's like language, yeah, right? Absolutely. Preferred language, you know, which sometimes for some people is not verbal. No. Right? Because we no. talked a lot about, you know, like conflict and having a conversation and how, you know, like to get your point across. But sometimes it's just not verbal, right? And sometimes it's not a di direct conversation, right? Especially if it's like, you know, in a work setting or like more of a social setting, like I find what I call plant seeds, like my, my friends by now know that I'm just like, I'm just planting seeds, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, you know, there's a way to get your point across without really making it about anyone, but like with curiosity, right? I wonder, you know, if things were this way, what would happen, you know, like, I bet that, you know, it will be received this way or whatever, right? So even when you're trying to communicate in a group setting, like really coming from a more humble place where you're not just making declarations and speaking like absolutes, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, or yeah. like teaching people or telling people what to do, right? Just kind of a wonder or like speaking of from your experience, when I try to do it this way, turned out, you know, not to work really well, but and then I shifted and I tried this and it really worked well. You might want to try it, right? Yeah. So that's different than say, you should go to the gym five times a week and don't eat anything, you know, like starve yourself for, five, you know, whatever. I'm just like coming up with like bad, bad examples, <laughs> but like a lot of us are in the business of like, you should do this and you should do that. And he completely, I was actually observing a dynamic like this, this weekend with some friends where, 
it was a conversation about relationships, right? And I knew both people and one was sharing that she was, you know, having a rocky moment in her relationship. And the other one is super like, you know, marriage for like 20, 30 years, right? And you should do this. You should fight for it. You should do that. And it's like, you didn't listen to anything that she just said, yeah. right? You're getting into the shoulds and woulds and like need to, right? Because you're speaking from your view of the world, right? Yeah. And what you're missing when you do that, you're, you're missing all the nuances and the details and the things that created that situation for that person that well, that, that relationship is to, made of. We, yeah. yeah, we tend, when we're not practicing what we preach, we tend to go straight to solution. Right. Based on what the solution will be for us. Uh, absolutely. Right? absolutely. Based on what worked for us, based on. So, but when I say the same thing, right, in my, my relationship, and this is not my specific example, but I'm just, you know, want to give an example. So, yeah, when I had a rocky moment in my relationship, what really worked for me was to really go and see someone together and really work at it. That's very different than saying, you should go see a therapist. You should go see a therapist. You need to do that right away, right? That's very different, right? Because I'm just sharing with you what has worked for me, for what my situation was. And that's going to be received completely different. So, yes, it, it doesn't, all of this doesn't apply just to conflict, right? Or to a relationship with your partner, but it's in social settings, in work settings. Like, always come from a place of curiosity. I think the word I wonder is one of the most powerful words. Like whenever yeah. I want to slip something in there, I'm like, I wonder if we thought about it this way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because curiosity is received as that. I'm just curious because I don't know any different. So I'm trying to enter your world. Right. I'm curious to know more. Tell me more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas advising and like telling comes across as you're invading my space. You're telling me what to do. And I don't want you to tell me what to do. And, you know, you're, and you're not speaking again at the soul level. You're speaking at an ego level. Right. Yeah. And yeah. two egos can never agree to anything because they're always they're developed through different points of view. Right. So it's always like Stephen Covey says in his book, Seven Habits, is a, is seek first to understand, right? Right. Get the other person's point of view. Get down to the, you know, whatever level it is, right? So um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot, it's a huge topic, right? There's I mean, so I, much my, my communication workshop is over is, is a day long, right? You mm -hmm. know, so, because part of that is to immerse yourself in the other other people, right? So yeah. we have we have an exercise. It's much similar to yours, where we we put people, we call it knee to knee, right? And we say, okay, just using one of the preferences, say details, right? I want you to sell your car, right? Mm. And so the other person listens to it, and so all they can do is just give details, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And then they ask, okay, so how how is that received? Well. If you're detailed oriented, people enjoyed it. If you're, if you're not, you're you're looking out the window. You're you're mm -hmm. like you're distracted immediately because mm -hmm. it, you got bored quickly, right? So, it's it's really really helpful to really get clear about what your preference is because anytime your preference is not met, there's friction that comes with it. Yeah. So there's absolutely. always a feeling. And when you're in touch with the feeling, then you know, oh, something's up. And that's your yeah. signal not to attack <laughs> or change, right? Right? To get curious. Get, right? curious. get curious. Yes. And also understand when something is blindly wrong, right? Like someone denying what you just shared, right? Denying your reality. Always remind yourself hurt people come, or hurt, hurt people hurt people, right? Yeah. Come from hurt. Right. So yeah. if they're doing that to you, it's because it's being done to them. Right. There's, there's, uh, a, there's, a, there's a thing behind it. There's a thing behind absolutely. it. Absolutely. And there's, you know, and this is, I know we're like out of time by now, but like, you know, another thing that I learned in NLP actually is um, speaking of like language, people being like visual or auditory or kinesthetic, yeah. you know, like yeah. 
how to speak, use words that reflect that, right? So if I'm a visual person, I would speak to you and say, I see what you're saying, right? Or if you're auditory and I realize that you're auditory, I would say, I hear you, Yeah. right? So language also can be very, very powerful. I mean, here we're talking about much more, you know, like these are like, obviously, skills that we use as coaches, right? It's a little more in depth, but that's also part of it too, really understanding, you know, especially if you're in a relationship with someone, well, right? Totally. And, and, what, and part of that is like, again, like, like when you really um, read more about, so, so personal pro uh, behaviors are really just behaviors that are ha habits, right? They're just something mm -hmm. that's picked up, right? So, you know, and again, it only describes you but language plays an important part in identifying that, right? So you have a lot of people who say, well, I feel this, I feel this, I feel this, right? And that's genostatic, yeah. I yeah. think, I think, I think, right? Mm -hmm. So you kind of know where where they are, right? It doesn't mean that they're they're bad or wrong or indifferent. It's just that's just their preference. What Jung said in his in his in his teachings is when you're stuck on a preference, you and don't want to move when you become that prisoner then communication really starts to break down mm -hmm. right yeah. so again so it's really a part knowing that yeah yes not everybody sees the world the same way as you do don't take it personal you can adapt your communications to be more effective you don't have to stick with one style you can adapt it as a matter of fact i you know if you need to do that in presentations right you should know that to do that in any communication, right? Am I, do I have enough details? Do I have my, my deadlines put in place, right? Have I talked to everybody about, you know, so th those are th things that where you can encompass all the preferences in your communication, you know? Mm -hmm. And if people are coming back with, with questions or they want more, whatever, then you, you then you know, you haven't quite met it yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. So help me help. What part are you need to know more about, right? You know, so. Anyways, very, so, very big it. topic, yeah, very big, big topic, but I would say really start there. Always talk about me, how I feel yeah. this way when, right? Never say, use the word you, throw it away. Um, <laughs> always, always repeat back what you heard a person say. It gives you an opportunity to check in and make sure that you're hearing things properly, right? Yeah. Agreements, Agreements instead of expectations, yeah. right? Yeah. And getting into the other person's, you know, point of view, right? Yeah, with understand. compassion, with yeah. compassion. And Why is curious. it important to you? Be curious. I, yeah, because. Yeah. I yeah. wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, curious. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious, Rick. How do you feel about the fact that's 502 and we're two minutes over? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 202. Two, anyway. oh, right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> anyways thanks everybody for uh for joining us today um it's a big topic Absolutely. and i think i think i don't know we'll, we'll see what happens in the future but i i got a feeling we'll probably revisit this again and maybe we'll maybe yes. maybe take one segment and kind of you know because we there's a lot in here there's, there's a, lot a lot in here yeah. so i'm actually doing uh my coaching group coaching tomorrow oh cool i think it's at 4 p.m eastern yeah. And it, it is about effective communication, but I realized as I was writing down the agenda, it may have to be a two-step, you sure. know. Yeah, just take process. it in small yeah. Yeah, there's so much to talk about in, in terms of this, but really the like the free the, the first like key fundamentals are the ones that we just summarized. Like that's a starting point. You start yeah. there. Don't yeah. worry about all the rest of it, like auditory, visual, none of that. You don't need to worry about any of that. No. No, start, you, you yeah. don't. You don't know. No, um, I was just gonna. I'll just put this up. I I do like this site. Um, I have an account with them, so I kind of. I'll just put that personality there. profile. Yeah, yes. sixteen personalities. That's what yeah. I use with my clients too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good yeah. one. And then you know they got uh, they go into a lot of details. Uh, there's lots of other information there. Um, if you the different kinds of tests too you know everything again it's just 
it doesn't mean right or wrong is a better personality there or whatever it's your personality it's just yeah it's That's just what it works for you yeah. you should share your workshop too yes yes running it? not not right at the moment um i'm sure uh i i got a feeling the fall is going to be pretty busy and there'll probably be a, an offer in the fall so okay um, okay yeah. right yeah yeah it's well well worth it <laughs> well worth it well worth it coming from just getting into world the world of this guy here this guy right this here guy. Frank, this, this guy my friend yes thank you for hi thank you rick and right. thank you everyone for showing up follow like keep coming share it questions share it share let it. us yeah. know email us, us feedback and yeah, yeah if you get a personal communication issue like if you just can't seem to connect with somebody you know um quick a quick conversation with either one of us um absolutely uh, yeah yeah we'll get Can you we shift things yeah we'll get you focused yeah. All right, Absolutely. I'm going to hit the button now, and then All there'll right. be an awkward moment where we're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I want to make sure I don't have. Well, then you cut me off like last week. You totally cut me off. Okay. <laughs> See, I did that. You totally cut me off. And how you do you know, feel right? about that? <laughs> when you press the button, then my mouth is open. I feel like I got cut off. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going to give you fair warning. <laughs> I'm hitting the button okay. now. you so much for joining us we appreciate every listener that is committed to the journey of transformation and if you found value in today's episode join us for the next conversation as we take on a new topic every week subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss any tips and insights your experience of the show means a lot to us so please help us amplify our impact by posting an honest review this action matters to us more than you know you can find us on social media at An Honest Look Podcast and on our YouTube channel at An Honest Look. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao, and until next time.